Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Good morning. Well, great to have you back in the house of the Lord and the fact that we celebrate the resurrection 52 Sundays out of the year. Praise the Lord for that. I do feel sorry for whoever was in that section up there. They messed up. They're not getting any seats up here. Uh, but we're almost done with our, our renovation, uh, and I think it'll be complete next Sunday with seats everywhere across the balcony uh, next Sunday, but I'm excited about how that's going. Uh, and so continue to pray for us as we continue to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. We're in Luke 23, if you'll turn there. Luke 23, we're uh, going back through some of the passages that that we uh, had missed because of my broken elbow. I got off uh, out of sync a little bit. Uh, and so uh, Luke chapter number 23, a lot of this will be reviewed, but we're going somewhere with it uh, if you stay with me. Uh, Luke chapter 9, back referencing, the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be slain and be raised the third day. Be slain and be raised the third day. Uh, put down number one, if you will. Notice the description uh, of the suffering, the passion of Christ, the description of the sufferings uh, that he went through. Uh, and much like the garden, he suffered, number one, socially. Socially. Uh, look at verse number uh, one again of, of chapter 23, verse one. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. The whole multitude. Boy, in a moment's time, that, that parade of praise turned to an angry mob. In a moment's time. Look at verse 1 again. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate, and they began to accuse him. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. Uh, is that true or is that false? Well, it's false. Uh, they tried to trap him. They, they tried to trick him in chapter 20 when they said, uh, Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or or, or no, trying to catch him in his words, trying to, to trick him, trying to trap him. And, uh, and of course, the Lord said, uh, give me a penny. Whose uh, image, whose superscription and, and inscription is on? They said, well, Caesar's is. Uh, and he said, render unto Caesar the things that be Caesar's, but unto God the things that be God's. Basically saying, oh, oh yes, on the money, uh, that image is Caesar, but, but uh, on you personally, uh, you're created in the image uh, of God. Uh, and so, yes, to Caesar, Caesar's, but then to God, the things that be of God. That's why we present our bodies a living sacrifice. And so uh, the description of his suffering, uh, they're falsely accusing him. The description of his suffering, uh, they're maligning him. He's suffering socially. He's suffering socially. And by the way, he did that for me. He did that for you. Look at verse number three. Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it, thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in him. Now Pilate, he's in your hands, you're the judge. You've already ruled, now release him. Release him, free him. But it wasn't about him being released for Christ, orchestrating all of this. It was about him dying for the sins of the entire world. Look at five. And they were more fierce saying. They were the more fierce saying. When he said, I find no fault. They were the more fierce saying, misrepresenting, he stirreth up people teaching throughout Jewry, beginning from Galilee, uh, and to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, Herod's 
Herod's jurisdiction, Herod uh, in Jerusalem, he sent him to Herod. Look at verse 8. And Herod saw Jesus. He was exceeding glad when he did. uh, And he he wanted to see a miracle. And of course, Kurt Skelly, if you were here for Good Friday, well, he gave us a timeline of all of this, the synoptics, uh, so well. But then, verse 9, then he questioned Herod did with him in many words, and he answered him nothing. Uh, It's interesting to me uh, that uh, there was a small window of opportunity for Christ to be crucified. He had to thread a needle. I'm not talking about for him to go free. Uh, I'm talking about for him to be crucified uh, as he's passed from judge to, to pontiff to, 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 to power to, to judge. And he spoke when silence would have freed him. Uh, and he was silent when speaking would have freed him. Don't miss this. He spoke when silence would have freed him, and he was silent when speaking would have freed him because his goal was not his freedom. His goal was to die for our sins, for our freedom. And so as you're going through this, just kind of take note. Uh, And this is uh, just a couple of times in the book of Luke, if you go Matthew, Mark, uh, and Luke, so many times speaking when silence would have, uh, silence when speaking would have. And so uh, he's suffering, number one, he's suffering socially. Uh, He answered him nothing, 10. Uh, And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him, 11. Uh, And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him uh, and arrayed him in gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Now now keep in mind, we're not going to see it here, but that that crown of thorns placed on his brow, uh, kneeling and, Hail, King of the Jews! Hail, King of the Jews! And then taking that reed and driving those thorns, that, those thorns into his brow, that, that, that uh, physical, physical uh, persecution. Look at verse number uh, 12, verse number 13. He, he suffered, he suffered socially. Look at 13. And Pilate, uh, when he had called together the chief priests and rulers and people, Herod sent him back to Pilate, uh, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people, and behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man. Uh, You're going to see Pilate say that three times. In fact, he adds Herod's judgment after that. Verse 15, no, nor yet Herod. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent him to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done by him. Uh, He should have been released. Uh, He should have been freed. But that wasn't his goal. His goal was to die on the cross for our sins. Faultless, not guilty. He's innocent. I find no fault in him. And so he suffered socially. Put down number two, just like the garden. He also suffered physically. Physically. Look at verse number 16. I will therefore chastise him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Uh, It's interesting to me, the only time the phrase scourging or scourge uh, is used in the book of Luke, it's used by Christ prophesying what's going to happen. Uh, It's Luke chapter 18 when uh, he said, uh, I'm going to be mocked, I'll be delivered to Gentiles and mocked and spitefully entreated, spit it on, and uh, they shall scourge him, the Son of Man, they shall scourge him and put him to death. The third day he shall rise again. That scourging, that scourging is so much more than those few words describe. We're not going to go into it. We have before. Uh, but keep in mind, uh, that scourging was, was yes, he suffered socially, uh, but then, yes, definitely, he suffered physically. Uh, look at verse number 18. And they cried out all at once, saying, 
away with this man. After Pilate said, okay, I'll scourge him and then release him. I'll, 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 I'll scourge him and, uh, and then release him. And they, they cried out all at once saying, away with this man. Give us Barabbas. Uh, away with this man. Release unto us Barabbas. Now, wait a second. Uh, you want a murderer rather than Messiah. Uh, you want a murderer rather than Messiah. Verse 20, Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again unto them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. 22. Uh, and he said unto them the third time, uh, adding Herod's, that would be the fourth time, but, but him personally the third time, uh, why? What evil hath he done? I find no cause of death in him. Listen, he didn't deserve to die. Uh, he's perfectly pure, sinless, uh, holy, blameless, uh, without reproach. The impeccability of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, didn't deserve to go through this. And uh, it was a small needle to thread. Speaking when silence would have freed him and silence when speaking would have freed him. Hey, his goal was dying on the cross. Aren't you glad? His goal was dying on the cross for me. His goal was dying on the cross for you. Uh, and he said, no cause of death uh, is in him. I didn't find anything in him. Uh, I will therefore chasten him, chastise him. Let him go. 23. Uh, and they were instant with loud voices requiring. Uh, they were instant with loud voices uh, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them, uh, of the chief priests, prevailed. Uh, you talk about uh, suffering socially and now Suffering uh, physically, 24, and Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they uh, required, and he released unto them that, that, that murderer, and 26, uh, as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon the Cyrenian coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, uh, on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. Now, church history tells us that, that Christ started carrying it up that hill uh, and collapsed, and, and collapsed. Scripturally, it's not found in the Gospels, but but with common sense, after all he went through, most didn't survive the scourging. Uh, most died during the scourging. Uh, and the weight of the cross, the weight of the cross probably did uh, bring him to his knees. And that's when Simon was, was brought in to, to carry that cross. But just note, description, suffered socially. The description, he suffered physically. Put down number three. He also suffered emotionally. Emotionally. Look at 27. And there followed him a great multitude, company of people and of women, uh, which also bewailed, uh, bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning unto them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me. You say, well, uh, they were suffering emotionally, but understand, uh, every emotional trauma we go through, he has in his heart. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He went through what we go through. And so he not only suffered socially, suffered physically, he also suffered emotionally. And he did it all for me. He did it all for you. Look at verse number 35. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him. Verse number 36, the soldiers also mocked him. Verse 37, saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. At 38, and the superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. A beaten king, a crucified king, a mocked king. 
hey, this is your king, this is your king. But look lastly at how he suffered spiritually, spiritually. In 35, they say, he saved others, himself he cannot save. Uh, He saved others, himself he cannot save. He's not going to save himself because he is right now saving others. He's saving the entire world by dying in our place. There is a blood. Uh, The blood of Jesus Christ cleansing uh, from all sin uh, and suffering spiritually when when the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all and he uh, cried out, Eli, Eli, uh, lama sabachthani, or that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You see it in the passage in verse number 44, look at it. And it was about the sixth hour. There was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Uh, and, and he didn't so much turn his back on the sun, he turned his back on the sin. Uh, he didn't turn his back on the sun, he turned his back on the sin. Uh, and when he did, my God, my God, why? And for three hours, pitch black, for three hours, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, 45, and the sun was darkened. The sun was darkened. Listen. If you don't rejoice in that he did that for me, he did that for you, you want to make sure that you've appropriated that for yourself. You want to make sure, check, that you've had that that personal time where you accepted everything that he did for you as payment for your salvation. If you're not saved, or if you're not saved, Easter is a perfect time. Uh, In fact, any time is a perfect time. Now uh, is the accepted time. Now uh, is the day of salvation. If you've never trusted what he did on the cross, trusting him for our salvation. Is everybody with me so far? That's the description. Uh, That's the description of the suffering. But put down number two, and here's the sermon, uh, the the decision. Uh, The decision in the suffering. The decision. Hey, we realize there wasn't just one person crucified that day, correct? Uh, We realized he didn't die on that cross by himself that day. Uh, There were two others with him. Two others with him. Uh, In fact, look at 32, and here's where we're going to rest. There were also two other malefactors uh, led with him to be put to death when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary. There there they crucified him. Uh, And the malefactors, and the malefactors, one on the right hand, uh, and the other... Uh, on the left, suffering, suffering. It's not a question about why do we go through suffering. Uh, that's not the question. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons uh, why uh, we go through suffering. Uh, at times, there are self-inflicted storms, Jonah. Uh, at times, there are Savior-planned problems, Paul's sword in the flesh. Uh, at, at times, uh, it's a satanic attack. Job, or or, uh, at times it's the selfishness of others, Joseph. There's a lot of different whys, a lot of different whys, but the big question isn't why. By the way, uh, the big question isn't even will uh, I go through suffering. We understand that, right? Uh, It's not will I or won't I, will I or won't I. Uh, We're promised not just comfort through them, uh, we're promised that we're going to have them. Uh, In this world, ye shall have tribulation. Uh, Yea, and all they that will of godly shall suffer persecution. Uh, And and, and over and over, Christ said, if they hated me, they will hate you. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. In fact, uh, he went so far as to say, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Take up his cross. Take up his cross. 
uh, and follow me. Uh, and over and over, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, uh, as though some strange thing happened uh, uh, unto you. And so uh, the question is not, will we go through suffering? Is everybody with me on that? Well, we will. Uh, we're going to. Uh, if you haven't uh, already, uh, someone said you're either going through a storm, just coming out of a storm, or, or about to go into that storm. Uh, the question isn't will we, but how will we? The question isn't will we suffer, but how will uh, we suffer? And we see three examples before us this morning. Quickly write it down. Uh, the first one suffered rebelliously. He suffered rebelliously. Look at 39. And one of the malefactors, which was hanged, railed on him. Keep in mind, he's not at the foot of the cross mocking. Uh, he's not one of the soldiers mocking. Uh, he's not one of the religious leaders mocking. Hey, he's in the same situation, and he's mocking. Look at it, 39. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Boy, suffering rebelliously. Uh, hard times hit, and a lot of times we shake our fist uh, up towards heaven. The hard times hit, and a lot of times we don't become better. We become uh, bitter. Uh, we don't draw closer to God. Uh, we distance ourselves from God. Uh, and here's the first example of a decision in suffering. He was suffering rebelliously. Health problems, quit church. Financial stress, quit God. Spiritual problems, uh, struggles in life, walk away uh, from walking with God. And Hebrews 12 says, Now no chastening for this present time seemeth joyous but grievous. Uh, no chastening, uh, no struggles uh, in the present time uh, seem joyous but grievous. In fact, it goes on to say, But afterwards uh, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Uh, wherefore, here's how we suffer. Lift up your hands which hang down. Uh, and the feeble knees, he goes on, uh, and make straight the paths for your feet. And then 14, follow peace with all men. Uh, and then 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness, uh, lest any root of bitterness uh, uh, spring up, spring up and trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Why, so many times someone suffers uh, and they harden, they suffer, uh, and they walk away, they suffer. Why, why? If God were a loving God, why? If God were a loving God, why? Uh, if God were a loving God, listen, he let his son go through the worst of suffering for us. If you ever question the love of God, look to the cross. God commended, showed his love toward us when he sent his son to die for us. And so, selections and suffering, you can either suffer rebelliously. Put down number two. Uh, the second one on the cross uh, suffered reliantly reliantly. Uh, he didn't suffer rebelliously. Boy, he suffered reliantly. Now, again, it's not about will I suffer, but how will uh, I suffer. It's not about will you suffer, it's about how will uh, you suffer. The second one, reliantly. Look at verse number 39. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, that thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. 40. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, dost not thou fear God? Don't you fear God? Don't you trust him? 
seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. This man had done nothing amiss, and he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me. Lord, I'm trusting in you. Lord, my hope, my faith is on you. Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. By not suffering rebelliously, shaking a fist. Suffering rebelliously, hardening a heart. Suffering re- rebelliously, birthing bitterness uh, in the, the, the deepest places, but suffering reliantly. But then we have the third example, our hero. Uh, obviously not rebelliously, and uh, obviously not just. He uh, entrusted his soul uh, to the well-keeping of the Father. Uh, Into thy hands commend I my spirit. Uh, but he suffered, number three, write it down, redemptively. Redemptively. Uh, he died for us. Someone was blessed from that. Uh, someone was, was saved from that, redemptively. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Suffering redemptively. Suffering so someone else can succeed. Uh, giving so that someone else can park a car or have a place to meet or sending out missionaries or 40,000 meals that we've given out plus uh, during this time. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, 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 blessing the homeless in our community, the, the, the uh, addictions ministry. Hey, blessing and blessing. Hey, all of us went through 2020 and all of us are going through uh, 2021. Uh, it's not time to, to harden and to become bitter and and to recluse, boy, now's the time to not suffer rebelliously, but suffer reliantly, and then ultimately suffer redemptively, blessing others and, and loving others and, and helping others through the suffering that we go through. And again, uh, it, it's not a question of will we, but how will we? It's not a question of will we, Hey, all three of them were on the cross for different reasons. But to be honest with you, it didn't matter at that point. It didn't matter at that point. We become so obsessed with why, 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 uh, rather than how am I going to go through this uh, in order to let my light so shine before men that they may see my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. Uh, Down, last verse, 47. Uh, Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God. He glorified God that they may see my good work and, and glorify my Father. They, he glorified God saying, certainly this was a, a righteous man. The funeral yesterday was um, at the glider port where my stepdad, Fred, died in the plane accident. A uh, hard place to be, hard place to be. Uh, we had a, a meal before the funeral and his Son, my stepbrother, Fred, my stepdad, uh, Brian came up and, and started filling in more details about uh, all of the details of that day. He said, I don't know if you heard, but, but, and Brian, who lost also his wife, not just his dad, lost also his wife and lost his son. And he said, I don't know if you know or not, but, but my son uh, was asking me about heaven all the way to the glider port that day just making sure he's on his way to heaven, just, just trying to get that, that reassurance, a four-year-old son asking him that uh, on the way in 2012 to the glider port that day. And he said, um, my mom saw the glider uh, being towed up, and then uh, the NTSB said that 
uh, the cord was released, should not have been, from the tow plane. There was a parking uh, tire uh, on the back of the glider, should not be. But they, they ruled that the cause of the crash was uh, all of the adrenaline that was rushing uh, in my Fred, my mom's uh, husband, had a, he had a 90% blockage, had a fatal heart attack, uh, and that's when the plane went straight down. Uh, my mom, who ran to it, was stopped. She didn't get to it, thank the Lord. But Brian made it all the way to it. He's telling me this in the, the supper before, just detailing it, pulling out emotions in places that, that I don't visit a lot, and uh, pulling them out. And he said, that when I got there and I saw my dad, his eyes were closed, he looked peaceful, and it makes sense now when they uh, uh, found out that it was a heart attack. And he said, my wife Tilly, her eyes were wide open. Uh, but then my son, uh, my son, uh, he, as he took it all in, he said, he looked up to heaven and said, said, God, why? God, why? And he said he even began cursing God. And he was a Christian. I understand. And there is no judgment from me to him going through that kind of a thing, seeing the rawness and the realness in real time, cursing God, cursing God. Uh, we can suffer rebelliously. And I think a lot of times all of us go through that stage. He said he didn't know how long that took place. It was just a blur. Uh, and he said, someone walked up behind him and put their hand on his shoulder, and they said, uh, are you a Christian? Uh, and he said, yes, yes, I'm a Christian. He said, do you mind if I pray? Uh, and he said they had a probably five-minute time of prayer, uh, five-minute time of prayer just focusing on God, focusing on God. Uh, he said that the anger went away. Uh, that, that malice and that animosity and that, that shaking his fist at God. And, uh, and he said that was a turning point uh, because he still had a huge heaviness and a huge sadness, but it wasn't shaking his fist at God. It was, it was just processing, processing, processing. Uh, he, he said, I, I realized my sadness was because of my love for my wife, my love for my dad, my love for my four-year-old son who all died. I watched them die right there and and he said, and so instead of becoming hardened by it, I began rejoicing in the times we had, rejoicing in the life they lived, rejoicing in the love that we shared. Uh, and uh, there are some that, that suffer rebelliously. He said, that was my time where I began leaning in heavily upon God, uh, trusting him, trusting him. Boy, there are some that suffer reliantly. Some that suffer reliantly. And, and then he began talking about um, how uh, his church, in, in a month or two, and he's done it before, uh, he teaches a grief small group uh, where he talks about in detail what he went through. Uh, and he talks about how God, in fact, uh, he said, I tried to figure out who that man was that put his hand on my shoulder. Uh, he said, uh, at the eulogy, at the viewing, I, I asked if, if they would uh, come forward. And then several other times, even to the glider port, the workers there, uh, no one ever came forward. And there was a a mutual acknowledgement that it was probably an angel's unaware uh, or someone that was just sent by God to, to, to bless him then. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, but now I, I, I teach uh, a class on grief. I teach a class on how he's using it redemptively. Uh, and at the same time as, as I was struggling, still am struggling, at the same time, um, as he was using it redemptively for them, uh, he was using it redemptively for me. Uh, just touching on my heart saying, 
Well, you need to process. You need to process. Um, I will process through this year. But as I share this story with you, he's still suffering redemptively as his story is told to you. Listen, we all go through it. We all go through it. We all have it. Uh, I lost a parent. We all will lose a parent eventually. Uh, We all go through it. It's not a matter of will we. It's not a matter of why we. It's a matter of how will we. How will we? Uh, Not drifting from God, but drawing closer to God. Uh, Not becoming hardened, but but having a softer heart. Uh, Not becoming bitter at, uh, but, but becoming better because as we focus on Him, as we lean into Him, Uh, and as we uh, rest in him. I I guess I share this because I don't know that I'll ever go back to that glider port just because there's too many hurts and heartaches. um, Brian, though, says he makes a regular stop there. He makes a regular stop there. Uh, He lives in that Houston area. He makes a regular stop there because uh, he rejoices in his dad. He rejoices in his wife. He rejoices in his son. And ultimately, he rejoices in God. Now, I'm not going through the, is it seven stages of grief? Seven stages of grief? I'm not talking primarily about that. As much as we all do go through that hurt, we all do go through that heartache. And a lot of times, we go from suffering rebelliously to suffering reliantly. But in the end, we need to get to the point where we suffer redemptively. And that hurt, that heartache that you have, uh, maybe it's uh, in... Uh, the struggle you have, parents, on having a child. Maybe it's uh, the loss of a job. Maybe it's uh, a parent should never have to bury a child. Maybe it's something like that. Uh, but, but don't clench your fist, but raise your hand in praise to God. Uh, don't harden your heart, but, but soften your heart towards who He is. Uh, don't drift and walk away. Draw close and lean in heavily to the one, to the one that that gives life to the one that, that gives all good things and blesses to the one that gave his only begotten son to us to die on the cross to pay for our sins. And so the question is not, will you suffer? The question is not, why do we suffer? The question is, how will we suffer? And I, I do pray that looking back Easter and then almost rewinding to Luke chapter 23, but those three, they walked up the same hill. They went through the same uh, uh, scourging. It was traditionally done before that cross. Hey, they had the same type nails. They, they suffered uh, the same fate. Now, now, they did so for different reasons, but one of them rebelliously, one of them reliantly, and one of them uh, redemptively. And so use the hurts and heartaches of your life to help and to bless, and to love, and to encourage. Well, if we ever get to the point where we close up, if we ever get to the point where, uh, where we recluse, um, that's where the hardening, that's where the bitterness comes. Let's use everything that we've ever gone through to encourage, and to bless, and to minister, and to love, and to uplift. Let's make sure that our suffering I do think that as a church, we've done that this last year, trying to bless our community, trying to help our community. But individually, let's make sure that that's the exact same kind of heart that we have. And that is today's message. 
We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.